0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing.
2: What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay,
1: I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's
3: M-I-R-O.com.
0: You know, another sure way to tell that it's time for football season, Alabama's already dealing with some injury issues. Let's get into Locked on Bama. Here it starts. This football season, Uh, Jimmy. It wouldn't be Alabama football season, the beginning of Alabama football season, if there weren't some injuries that weren't already um, mildly irritating to the fan base, if not downright panic-inducing. Eli Ricks has a back issue uh, that Nick Saban talked about in his press conference today, and now we are getting word. Not everybody may know this just yet that Jordan Battle apparently turned his ankle, you know I don't know if it's a sprain or a turn. I mean, I used to play basketball all the time, and everybody always goes, sprain sprain my ankle, you really turned it or or vice versa. um, I don't know how bad it is. I'm not saying Jordan battle's gonna to be out for any significant amount of time, but uh that that rumor's kinda out there, and i've I've verified it to at least a degree and i I don't know exactly how bad it's gonna be, but my God, I mean are we going to deal with another beginning to the season where um, you have the two main people you were counting on already hurt? And there's also another rumor out there. I've not verified this about another defensive starter who I will not name, not because I'm trying to build up suspense, but I'm trying to ask around to find a little bit more uh, that I'm told may not be back until Texas or the week after Texas. I'm going to try and find out more about that. And I'm not trying to be ambiguous and I'm not trying to stir up any trouble. Um, I'm just letting some folks know out there,
4: there may be one other injury lingering, literally. Yeah. um, No one at ON3 or Bama Insiders reporting any injury news because we have nothing to report. We have not been – told anything or sourced anything and so we're not reporting anything i'm just saying that i've heard that rumor that rumor has made it onto the mama insider message board uh it seems to be a, a rampant rumor those often prove true uh, you know in terms of exactly what the injury to jordan battle is if if this injury exists and luke apparently believes it so i'll believe it with luke uh you know it'll be really interesting to see what they do um Hopefully it's not serious and it's just a game or or two or less or he's back next week. I mean, we don't know. But let's just hypothetical that battle is out for a a few games. What would they do at free safety? My first thought thought would be this, uh, because I'm sure Coach Saban would uh, text me and ask me for my opinion. Uh, And if he did, this is what I would tell him. I would move Brian Branch from uh, nickel – corner to uh to free safety and start Malachi Moore at Free Safety and then uh probably use uh maybe uh Christian story maybe as a sixth uh DB um in dime. That that's what I would do. But what's interesting is uh I'll give him some credit. Uh the same uh poster that, and I don't know him uh, personally not to my knowledge uh the poster uh, on the on three board on the Bama Insider board that said this injury occurred uh, also seemed to have information that when he was hurt, he was replaced in the lineup by Christian story. Uh, and we didn't move branch from nickel to free safety and everything that I just suggested. It we just went straight up replacing uh battle with story. That doesn't mean that's what would happen long-term or that's what would happen in the game. but I thought that was interesting, but you know, one thing that happens in my experience, that is interesting. I think if you lose battle for several games and you know that going in, then maybe the idea is that you you do move Brian Branch from from star to safety and Malachi from money to star, exactly as I suggested it. But if an injury happens mid-game, you don't have all that time. You don't have all that time to, to, to play musical chairs and move multiple people around. You just move the next guy up, and no doubt in my mind, the next guy up after Battle would be Christian Story. I mean, he's probably number two on the rudimentary depth chart. And so, so I think it's just a matter of how long would Battle be out. If he's out for a very short period of time, then it's Christian Story. But if this is a long-term thing, I, I, I think they would go with Brian Branch at free safety. What do you think, Luke?
0: Uh, you know, it's funny. We had this very conversation about a different position and group of guys, like short-term, you know, in-game you replace them with X, but long-term you replace them with Y. And I'm going to sound like a guy who didn't listen to my own podcast. I can't remember what position group that was. It was like two days ago.
4: Well, we discuss it a lot because it's an injury thing. And one other thing I forgot to add, Uh, look, Everybody that listens to this podcast is a diehard Alabama fan. You want me to listen to this other way. No no, no! New Mexico fan out there is like, huh, wonder what the Alabama people are doing or listen to our show. I, I doubt that happens. Most, most, if not everybody listening listens to the show is a big Alabama fan. We follow the program not just every day, but, you know, we, we look for morsels of information and we talk Bama football every day. And we get so immersed in it we believe that the football world is the Alabama world and these things only happen in Alabama. It's, it's not true. Uh, every team deals with minor injuries, major injuries. It's, it's a, it's a product of playing football at this level. And I know it feels like Alabama snake bit, but, uh, until someone brings me document documentation, proving it otherwise, uh, I believe that Alabama's going through what, you know, hey, do this. If you think this, is, this isn't this is an Alabama thing, you know, the NFL is required to release injury information because the NFL doesn't want you to know this, but they sort of encourage gambling. And as part of the gambling process, they think it's only fair if the gamblers know who's hurt and who's not. So the NFL requires teams to say who's out, who's probable, who's questionable. You're required to do that at that point. Look at those injury reports every Sunday morning and tell me that people only get hurt playing football at Alabama. And the NFL is no different. As a matter of fact, the NFL practices less. Some colleges have more physical practices than the NFL has. The NFL tries not to have too many physical practices because they're trying not to get players hurt. And look who all gets hurt. A bunch of them anyway. So it's just football.
0: You know, here's the thing, um, if we have the some of these injuries and, and if they are longer lasting than, uh, you know, maybe anticipated, let's say they cause uh, some of the players to miss the Utah State game or even the Texas game, I don't think it'll change the outcome of either one. I think Alabama wins big, but I would say go ahead and bet on Utah State. I would also say continue to bet on Alabama against Texas, as I think we will play pretty well there. Uh, so I'm not quite as I, – I, This is going to sound weird. I'm a little more worried about Utah State than I'm about Texas. And, boy, if there is a Texas fan who's listening, I just rustled up his, uh, you know, assless chaps that he's wearing right now. Um, That's what they wear. uh, Just
4: around around town? (laughs) Wait, didn't that what Cowboys wear? I don't know. The whole city is 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 a sequel to Magic Mike.
0: I'm gonna. I've been to Austin a gazillion times.
4: Really? I've never going to the game, but I've never been. I'm going to the game. I'm going to Austin for the first time. Me too. But but you've been before. You say?
0: Oh, I've been a a thousand times, and it's and it is weird. Other than the Assless Chaps, how is it? (laughs) Fantastic. I mean, it's (laughs) it's pretty good. Uh, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody again. I need to actually don't even tell them. I need to give you a, a dire warning and a plea here. This is from the NHTSA. Look, if you're hanging out with some friends, you're putting back a few drinks. We've all done this. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you know, you live nearby. You'll make it home okay. What's the big deal? You've done it before. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? I mean, you know, who really gets a DUI? A lot of people do. And even if you don't get pulled over, what is the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you may even kill someone or kill yourself. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everybody from getting behind the wheel under the influence. It should, but it doesn't. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever drive sober or get pulled over
2: it's Kubota Orange Day shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30 get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors see the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com your family your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's com. Okay, uh,
0: Jimmy. So we talked about the the Ricks thing. We've talked about some of these injuries. Um, It is uh, troublesome, but like you said, we probably make a little too much of this.
4: Details about uh, Eli. He just said Eli Ricks back is hurt.
0: Yeah, in fact, I'll... um, I'm going to pull this up because I do want to see uh, exactly what he said.
4: Um, I got. I got this here. is just quote. This is his, he quote. Hurt his shoulder last year at LSU, not his back. His shoulder yeah. was.
0: But you know, I mean, it, I, I know this from Saturday morning cartoons when I was growing up. Your knee bones connected to your leg bone. Your shoulder bones connected to your back somehow. I don't know exactly how the song went. I just know all that stuff was right. Um, on first on. About- I, they
4: got to learn that song. That's day one.
0: <laughs> On Eli Ricks, is what Nick Saban said. He hasn't been able to practice since the scrimmage. He's got a little back problem. I will say this as a dude who's had back problems there's no such thing as a little back problem. So I, that's Saban just throwing in a, an adjective that shouldn't be in there because a back problem, if you've ever had a bad back, and everybody in my nuclear family except me has had back surgery, and I'm probably needed eventually. Um, I'm telling you, you don't know how much you need your back until your back hurts. But anyway, uh, it hurts so bad. It's so big. Yeah, mine is really big. I got an extra large torso and these scrawny little legs. But anyway, Saban continues. He said, I don't think it's anything that's going to keep him out for a long time until he gets out there on the field and continues to make process progress. I can't really comment on that. I was not disappointed in the way he played in the scrimmage. I think there's a lot of competition at that position, and I can't tell you who would be starting corners at this point. Um, okay, that's that wasn't exactly the most encouraging report that we've ever gotten, but, you know, Ricks has been one of those guys. I'm still continuing to see him on all these draft mocks, uh, mock drafts, I should say, where it, the NFL draft mock – why do I keep doing that? Mock drafts are showing him in the top 15 to 25 players drafted in next year's draft. And, you know, I keep wanting to tell some of these folks, hey, we better make sure he can play. I mean, I know he's talented. I'm talking about literally play. I'm not talking about can he play. No, he's really good when he's out there. It's is he physically able to get on the field? And I'm not trying to read too much into this. I'm not trying to hit the panic button that Eli Ricks is not going to make it on the field or whatever. But, uh, you know, some of these things are getting a little concerning.
4: Yeah, I mean, it it all adds up. It's like, you know, assuming the battle thing is true. Okay, so you play without Jordan Battle. uh, You can probably make do without that. But, okay, now now you're playing without Eli Ricks. And it's not like you can miss something you never had. But Eli Ricks is a two-year starter in this league. That is in those mock drafts for a reason, not because he was just a five-star out of high school. That's not the only reason, though, that contributes to it. That means coming out of high school, out of IMG, he was a high-end prospect and became an immediate starter at at a power program, right? And then as a third-team All-American, after his true freshman season, there's every reason in the world to expect Eli Ricks to be a really good player at Alabama, but he shows up with a shoulder. Now he's got a back. And as Coach Saban points out, there's real competition there with Kool-Aid and Kyrie Jackson and Terion Arnold, uh, you know, who we know is going to be a good player, a five-star himself. So, uh, But now Ricks has heard, and, and, and rumors of another guy heard, as, as Luke alluded to. Uh, you know, it adds up. And, and then all of a sudden you're playing with too many twos, too many twos, too many guys that should have been twos that are now ones or playing young players before they're ready. Uh, it all can kind of add up. Again, when you're Alabama and you have one of the best rosters in the game, you lose one guy, you lose two guys. You can sort of make do, but, man, it, it does add up. And, and the games haven't started yet, and that's when, when when the injury list gets longer. So, now, is it a reason to dim expectations? Is it a reason to say, well, now you can't beat Texas? That, that's, that's, none of that's true. I will say I'm more confident about Utah State than Texas, <laughs> just simply because home and Road, it's not just the name of the brand. For anybody, like Luke said, hey, a Texas fan, get upset. Hey, you might get upset, but I ask you this. Who finished last year in the top 25?
0: Utah State. <laughs> exactly. If Utah, Utah State, State and Texas played today, who would be the favorite? I mean, do we really know it's
4: Texas? At Utah State, I'm not so sure. I, I do think Texas would be favored but this is what would happen. You know, those favor that that Vegas stuff tricks people, right? And Texas has a big brand. I think what would happen is, in it would be Texas to be favored by two or three, and the Sharks would load up Utah State. That's what would happen.
0: Jimmy, I now want to tell everybody about Bet Online. You know about Bet Online. I probably don't even have to tell you anymore because you love it. I love it. We all love it. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They got you covered every which way. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline is where the game is
3: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: All right, let's talk about some other more positive notes. Uh, today, I don't know if you saw the video. If I can post the video in here, and I don't think I can, and I'm I don't know if you can find it, and I, we don't have the rights to it. I know the video um, you're talking about it. What now? You're talking about- Jermaine Burton catching that ball. Jermaine Burton catching the ball
4: over uh, uh, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I saw it. And, uh, you know, and I, and I watched the national championship game, or I watched uh, the second, third, and fourth quarters uh, all last night of the national championship game, and I saw Jermaine Burton catch a ball on Kool-Aid in that game. He, uh, he beat Branch on a play, and he beat Kyrie Jackson so bad that uh, Kyrie actually making a good play for the circumstance – tackled Burton while the ball was in the air to make sure Burton didn't score a touchdown. He would have scored a touch. He could have caught a ball and scored a touchdown. Kyrie gave up 15 yard penalty. It was a good play, except for the part where Kyrie got just murdered on the, on the route. And, and, but the point is I saw Burton beat Kool-Aid branch and Kyrie all in the national championship game. And then you see that clip today are just an unbelievable catch. And I, I'm telling you guys, I, I think Burton is going to have a monster season. He'll be a monster at Alabama. I, I want I, hell, hell, I'll say it right now. 1000-yard season, 1000-yard season, just like Jamo, just like Mechie a year ago. They both had 1000-yard seasons a year ago. so This is not insane. Uh I think Jermaine Burton has a 1000-yard season and is a candidate. Not going to win it, a candidate to win the Heisman.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to have another 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver, 4,000-yard passer. That's what I think. I mean, I think that's going to happen again. Um, and some more good news. Will Anderson was named CBS Sports Preseason Player of the Year. I mean, that really doesn't mean much. I mean, it's sort of like um, uh, the Miss America contest saying, we're going to give you – we're going to name your, uh, the baby that you're expecting that is now in utero – uh, Ms. Alabama for two thousand
4: and thirty-eight. Well, to me, it's like like the watch list for these awards. That's so like, stupid. You've made the Thorpe watch list, and by my first question—I don't—I don't understand why the media doesn't have this question. Why well, am the media? So, I so now I get to ask the question. <laughs> I'm the media now. This is my fault now. No, my question for this, uh, Mr. Thorpe or whoever, um, do you have to be on this watch list to win the award? And you don't. No. Then what are we doing here? Why didn't
0: everybody? You know, it'd, they'd be, it'd be a lot more honest if they said, "Here's the Thorpe watch list," and then posted every single player that plays in the defensive backfield of every, every team.
4: Back every yeah, the top six defensive backs at all 130 Division One schools. I, I mean, that's because that, that's the watch list, right? That's who they're watching. Oh, and by the way, you know, here here's here's another. Boy, this kicks off a good rant. Because also, two weeks ago or whatever, I watched that Cincinnati game. That Kobe guy, Kobe Bryant that won the Thorpe Award, mm-hmm. even the best defensive back on his own team. Agreed. But Sauce Gardner, who was like the third pick in the draft or something, he shut down J-Mo in, in that Cotton Bowl. He did. And j freaking good. We know Sauce Gardner is easily the best defensive back I've seen play against Alabama in a couple years. And his teammate won the Thorpe? What are they watching? Anyway, sorry.
0: Yeah, that was a mild rant. I was expecting more. I was about to put you on the
4: solo screen, and you, you disappointed me. We can't curse him for that. I, I, I was cursing level mad about, hey, look, I'm not trying to say the Alabama guy was robbed. <laughs> I'm just saying how, and, Kobe, and, and again, it's not about who's the best NFL prospect. I get that. I know that it's not. But that Kobe guy was drafted in, like, the fourth round. Yeah. You know, and sauce, sauce is a billionaire. He, he wears a diamond sauce thing around his neck. Do you think it actually
0: holds, like, some kind of sauce in it? I think he says it does. Which <laughs> That I, would I, be cool. If he had a diamond I, necklace that says sauce and he had it, hot sauce in it.
4: Like Angelina Jolie carrying around a vial of Billy Bob's blood. What the? It's like that. Maybe that's what's in his sauce bottle. Billy Bob Thornton's blood. That would even be cooler somehow. I don't. (laughs) Because it would be so random.
0: It would be random. (laughs) Uh, And and one final note, Edric Hill has announced he he will commit on August 22nd. That's the new trend I I want to call a press conference. Why is that? Because I want to let you know. When I'm going to let you know
4: when I'm going to come in. I have an announcement to make about an announcement.
0: That that's sort of like being on the watch list, isn't it?
4: <laughs> no spoilers, but I'm feeling pretty good here. Let's just say. That. No All right, buddy.
0: Y'all, uh, Edrick Hill, defensive lineman out of a uh, Kansas City area, of,
4: uh, player, great player. Na- national top one-fifty player. So yep. that's that's sporty.
0: All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. We're getting at it a little bit late because Jimmy had to drive to Tuscaloosa. So thanks for hanging with us. Appreciate you guys listening, man. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. And we will be back tomorrow with another Locked On Bama at some point. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.
1: At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Jake
2: Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times best-selling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups.
4: How
0: and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like we're going to use Miro even though we're all in the same room because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most, brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list.
2: If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway.